Hey folks, Ross here. I hope you enjoy part one of two of our latest episode of The Common Room. This one actually was recorded on the 22nd of November live on Twitch. If you want to join us on Twitch for our future streams, of which there will be many hopefully, you can find us at twitch.tv slash deandoctorates. And next time you can tune in live and ask us questions right there on the internet and we can respond to them. We are live and uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Common Room. And we we do, this is actually one of my favourite shows just because we do get to talk to the audience and kind of see what you folks are thinking about because when we play uh you know we have our own little thoughts going on and sometimes you folks have things and thoughts and feelings that never would have occurred to me in a million years so it's always uh, really fun to to do this and uh catch up with you all and doing it live means we get the chat which i was so much fun last time and i can't wait to see what kind of interactions we get from the audience. Uh, as always, let me introduce our Game Master Supreme, Ben. Hello. The voice of Meredith, Joe. Hey, how's it going? And the voice of aloof elf Potentia, <laughs> Kate. Gee, gee thanks. Aloof it's not like elf. she, yeah, she's, she's definitely not been talking very much lately, so... Uh... Uh, that's fine. Uh, also, in answer to Emily's very quick question, uh, how do you inject Ultimate Chaos into the screen? You can't yet because we don't have the appropriate number of followers or the appropriate number of hours for you to just like spam us with stuff yet. Yeah. Soon. The hope is soon. Fingers crossed. We are yeah. working on some stuff. We are chaos but monkeys. Yeah. We, um, are, we are the chaos. We are chaotic nerdy. We yeah. are. It is and fine. If, if any of you would like any different kind of content, just let us know. Like, yeah. um, all of us here, unsurprisingly, are like huge <laughs> fans of narrative games. So like we could gate we could stream just like us playing like, you know, normal kind of computer games and stuff. I would love to do some Jackbox party with everyone. Uh that's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Uh I think that would be great. So yeah, if you want to hang out with us and do other stuff, just let us know because yeah. uh it would be cool to do some other streaming as well. Yeah. Um, just as a flag for everybody though, uh please bear in mind that anything that has been released, there may be questions about. So if you are not mm. up to date, this is your spoiler warning. Yeah. Because we can't control what the questions are or where the conversations go. And please bear in mind that we recorded some of those episodes literal months ago. Oh my so gosh, so for long. us, we've had a lot more content since. There's a couple of special episodes that have been recorded since. So just be aware. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. And speaking of which, uh, the latest special that we did was a lot of fun. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about it. Oh my I goodness, I cannot wait. Mad. I cannot yeah. wait for people to hear it. But all I'm going to say is I'm really glad that those guests said yes, because I yeah. understand it was the exact amount of chaotic that I wanted. Uh, Some, no, they were so great. Some Can't wait for you guys to meet them. Happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean things always happen, but some things TM happened. It was, yes, uh, uh, that, yeah, yeah. Breadboard shape is really, really stretch my my DM skills to improv <laughs> uh, to the absurd at times. I think Ben has a very clear idea because with these Cobot episodes, um, they're very much supposed to be a self-contained one-shot story, and Ben has a particular idea of how they will go. And they never go that way. <laughs> nope. 
It's it's I have it's I it's it's like um I have a trajectory and then just huge error bars where it ends up like. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's Ross just, got Ross got to experience it when I went, "Hey, G and Ham, come be trolls on the internet yeah. with me." <laughs> yeah, the um, um, chaos is, standard deviation is great. Just which, incredible. I mean, fantasy socialites. I mean, if I'm right, Ross, there's actually a question along these lines in the questions we got mm. from the audience. Yeah. So it might be a good place to start. Speaking oh, yeah. of questions, yeah. um, if you guys have any for me in particular, I have to run away at 7.30. So, mm. um, yes. That's 4.30 Perth time for, uh, or 6.30 uh, Brisbane time for those playing along at home because time zones are a thief. Yeah. Time zones in Australia suck. There's five yeah. at the moment. Why? Why is Adelaide oh, ahead of Why? Brisbane? Why? 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 Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, man, that, that episode was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, so good. Yeah. So, actually, let's start off then going back just a little bit. So, um, we do have a question here. Uh, and it is for, I think, everyone. Um, I'll just read it out. Um, so, I have so many feelings about episode 87. This whole arc has been what amazing. What was 87? <laughs> what was 87? So 87, I think, was the conclusion, roughly, of the moon arc. Episode 87. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 Opening yep. up yep. SoundCloud. <laughs> Where was 87? It was the one with, yeah. like, it was all the yeah. surge. Yeah, it was power. Power. Yeah. No, no, no. It was Power Surge. Oh, was it? was it? the last yeah. episode of Extraplanetary Matters. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Meredith is a bardlock now. That's Meredith's problem. Mr. Yeah. Red is her patron question mark. Exclamation mark. mark. <laughs> uh, and Harold fessed up about Raffi, which yes, has been a very long play for me. Uh not to me. Fessed you... <laughs> up to Joe. I still didn't know for a whole nother two episodes, you bastards. Uh how do all the players feel about everything that happened this arc and the story threads moving forward? Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with Joe, because I think the biggest thing to happen. I think actually both from a character point of view, but especially a mechanical point of view, is is obviously Joe going forward. So I guess I'd like to add to this, like obviously you and Ben had to have been planning this a little bit. Um, for anyone who doesn't mm-hmm. play D&D very often, it's considered quite rude to just drop a class change on your DM out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, what were your feelings going up to that and, and sort of, yeah, how it went down in the episode? Well, I'm still pretty new to D&D. Like, I think out of the four of us, I'm still definitely the noob. Um, I'm yeah. Like, the more I play, the more I learn. Um, you didn't have to agree with that so quickly, Ross. <laughs> I mean, you are objectively the newest. I know, I know. I, know. I mean, objectively, we're both the same amount of new. I've just no, played a lot more in that period of time. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so Ben kind of gave me a little bit of a, like, nudge and just went, hey you know, this is a thing that you can do, right? And the second you said that, I was like, I would like to do that. Yes, please, immediately. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes, put me in, coach. I will do that thing. Um, So we talked about that like three or four months, I think, before. It was a long time before we actually got a chance um, to do it. It was, uh, I think it was at the end of the, the, the pub crawl. Yeah, yeah. Was where I was like, hey, when he says he can help you, this is kind of what he means. Yeah. And then, like, I could just see Joe's eyes go wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, the possibilities. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a really, really fun reveal to do. I'm not going to lie. To come back and just be like, and um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was, wondering, was wonderful. I was wondering if Joe would ever consider doing something like that because I was like, 
she's she's not playing the most body of bards, and that's no. coming from someone who does when she when I play bards, which is not infrequently, uh, doesn't play super uh, stereotypical bards. I was like, I wonder if she's gonna ever find out or figure out that she can multi-class and do yeah. some real bull Multi-class. <laughs> yeah, no, the second I found out that was a thing, I was like, I would like to do that, please. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes Thank you very much. Mm. Yeah. Wizards, wizard, there's no point in me multi-classing into anything, just for clarity. It's like, oh, look, my instat is useful for being a wizard. Yes. Yeah. about it. Yeah, it's a very underrated, like, not underrated, but intelligence is... Uh, I would say in 5th edition has been left out a little bit um, which is a shame I think because uh, I, I do oh, think that just because oh, everyone likes playing big strong dumb people it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah um, but I, I, I'm I'm honestly really pleased because I, I think multi-classing is, is is a lot of fun in, in D&D uh, I, I think Especially when you aren't going to play one of those campaigns where you are going to end up being like level 20 titans. Um, the, the, the higher level you expect Six. your characters to go, you know. <laughs> but when Six. you're, you know, most most campaigns last till about 11 or 12, yeah. don't they, in terms of levels. And I think multi-classing can be really fun there because you're not missing out on too much of your original classes, like big moments, really. Um, but you get to sort of mix up the way you play, which I think is, um, yeah, is a good way to go. Yeah, it's really fun. So I guess we'll kind of continue along that vein. Um, Paul says, Warlock is my favourite class, and I look forward to seeing how Meredith goes with her new class, given the way Meredith gained her wor- uh, her Warlock class mid-session. Mm-hmm. Were all the class features and spells chosen uh, by Ben, or did you get to make choices at that point? So Nah, that was me. I chose that ages ago. So basically, I think the session, immediately after Ben kind of dropped the hint... I created a copy of Meredith's character sheet and levelled her up and had a bit of a play. <laughs> it was very fun. Um, so, yeah, I've been um, been playing around a lot. Yeah, that was all me. It was great. It'll be interesting because obviously bards uh, and warlocks are both somewhat restricted casters. They're like half cast sort of half casters. Um, and I think at the moment. Um, yeah, like it, it's interesting as a character having to like really, I think what's nice about those compared to say being like a cleric or a druid is that because you have to pick very specific spells and wizards too, of course, because they have the spell book, you know, you get to put so much personality into your spell choices. Whereas obviously as Harold, I'm just like, well, whatever's going to be useful today, I reckon. And I just tick boxes, you know, at the start of every session, whereas... The, the, the sort of half casters and the, the limited spellbook casters, they get to really like mold a personality around the magic that they cast, and I always love that. I mean, yeah. druids definitely get um, spell features, like you get class mm. features, which kind of shape your, your character. I think also, though, like that is a choice that you can make. Like, I could very easily just be like, oh, look, I'm going to take all the super powerful, stupid wizard spells that are amazingly like min maxi and that's what i'm gonna do uh i haven't done that uh i've done a lot of stuff that is technically stupid if you want to be technical on what people should do um including something that happened uh because of the events of the um the bridge uh i took a whole bunch of spells like i have them they're in my spell book i don't use them 
They're there. I don't use them at all. So there are choices you can make in that respect, um, no matter what class you have. Like, just because you have the spells available to you doesn't mean that you ever will use them by choice. Yeah, and that's actually a good point because um, you'll find that Harold doesn't cast that many of his more like druidy type spells. Actually, um, I, I think I think in 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 actuality, if the uh, if if the constellation druid was a cleric, I would probably have picked cleric as a class. Um, and I I actually play Harold a lot more like a cleric than I do yeah. a druid. Um, and that's just because we, I mean, actually, Joe ended up having a lot of um, healing as well. Um, but I, I didn't really know going in whether we would have that. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I definitely picked up sort of the, the healing spells. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I do, I feel like philosophically, Harold is a little more cleric than he is druidy. But it just happens that druid had the features that appealed to me as a player. So it was sort of like, well, you know, I'm just going to sort of, just kind of mold the class to be a little more um a little more of my own there i guess yeah i'd like to 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 pull the conversation back to that that first question we had about joe's becoming uh meredith becoming a, a warlock Bardlock. Mm. a bardlock because we heard joe's perspective but how did how did kate and ross feel about that because like, I, I knew it was gonna happen um mm. and for you uh-huh. it was like i i for for behind the scenes Joe, I took into a different chat room, mm-hmm. and yeah. so she and I were like the bits that are between me and Joe. Uh, these these like, guys didn't hear it at they all. They didn't hear any of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, it's weird because I didn't ever get pulled into a separate conversation. I knew that there was likely stuff that was getting like in any of in any recording session that we have had. I have never been pulled into into a one-on-one with Ben other than ones that have been planned where we've all been doing one-on-ones. Yeah. Like um, when we do the level-ups, like the academic um, sessions and things like that. I've not had a mid-session pull. Fix that. No, no, no. Like it's fine <laughs> because I get scenes like um, Bones Office and everyone has to deal with my crap instead. Uh, so I always kind of thought I was like if Joe finds out about warlock things I think she's just gonna have fun blowing stuff up yeah um and yeah. also I think the other thing to remember is that I play a warlock on maples and dragons so I know like I've had the same pull to do bardlock but the other way to just pick up a couple of levels of bard because I'm a bard that's like right down to the glassware that I'm drinking out of which has bard <laughs> stuff all over it like I am a bard and it doesn't surprise me that Joe would make that choice i mean let's be honest it's probably like mostly a cover for me being terrible at remembering bard ability <laughs> yeah well it's like, okay. bards, no, bards are, like people think bards are easy bards are a pain in the butt they can do too many things because but, but that's now the i've just got like them. another thing a whole to new class of things you <laughs> won't remember yay it's okay but like i, I think the thing is as well joe like if you want to start focusing on your warlock stuff, you can, and that's the benefit. Like, I mean, I don't know. What about for you, Ross? Like, you've played a lot more than I have. So for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, Joe's decided to make a choice. Great. Love it. Like, good on. But I think um, I think what I like is that it, it does open us up mechanically to some other stuff. Um, warlocks have some of the most chaotic spells uh, that you can cast. Blast. Eldritch Blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
just thing I mean to be fair I suppose this doesn't really come into play until you become like fifth level in Warlock but there are heaps of like Warlocks are the most chaotic yeah. TM class you know they, they have heaps of stuff where it's like okay I'm gonna do this but I don't know what's gonna happen you know like you can summon a demon ape uh, that may or may not um, follow your commands and you can like summon tentacles to come down and like they may or may not be Hunger friendly to you. Like, yeah like there's just there's some <laughs> so really cool words. stuff that you can do and I, I think actually the nice thing is though it, it really like it really makes sense for Meredith's character given the uh, like the patron like obviously I can't imagine mm-hmm. I can't imagine Meredith being like a patron of Cthulhu or something like that but like you know Mr. Red made an offer that was hard to refuse in but that she moment. refused it once but this and i think i guess like i know that there's a question about this because i previewed the questions to make sure i wasn't pulling the same ones from chat today but um how do you feel about it joe that that's your patron that you now oh. have to deal with because like that's a whole other level of um as you've said as player. well frustrates you. You hate, you oh, hate he, him. Like, yeah, I know I you hate, hate him. hate Mr. Red as a character. Like, he's yeah. just... Oh, he just really <laughs> makes me cranky. <laughs> Which I kind of love, because I feel like it's... Like, it's not something I have to work hard to convey. You know? Because um, I'm definitely getting a lot better at role-playing and acting through doing this and a few other things um, IRL. But, like, every now and then... Ben pulls out a character that you have like a real sort of visceral emotional reaction to, right. and Mister Red is one of those for me. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, like Raymond. Yeah, Raymond. Um, yeah, Mister Red is definitely one of those for me. It's just because like he never says anything, like he just uh, he never says anything clearly, um, and that really annoys me. So um, I think, yeah, it kind of made a good deal of sense. I think for me as you know someone who's trying to tell a story is that really wankery i don't know um (laughs) but yeah like it 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 makes it easy i think for me to convey that emotion that she's feeling because i'm feeling that (laughs) because i hate him but i but then you said yes but then you said yes yes i did yeah it's gonna be interesting and like um i think harold is gonna have opinions but i i actually don't want to talk about that because I don't actually think we've addressed that in game. And Which episode? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, not really. And I think Potentia's been very good about it. Like yeah. <laughs> she's been um, very good about it. That she was surprising, has, actually. Mm, it shouldn't be. I mean, you've said Joe that you don't understand Potentia. It's great. It's my favourite thing. Is that you do not understand my character no, at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> it's great. Like, yeah. which is so funny to me because. I can justify every single thing she's done. Every single yeah. thing is in character mm-hmm. and consistent. And you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Often we'll finish recording sessions and I'll just be like, oh my goodness, what just happened? I do not get it. <laughs> the most recent recording session, I think, is, is turned about that. I don't know where we're up to with releasing, so I don't think I'm going to say anything about what happens. I'll, I'll say it like this, but without any content, but like with what happens in the market... Like, I remember you being like, what is Kate doing? Yeah, that, like, hasn't happened. This- that hasn't been released yet. Yeah, that's hasn't so- been released yet. Yeah, got it. Spoilers. That's coming out soon. Soon. A couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I think. Next episode, maybe? Next episode. It might, be, it might be this week, actually. Yeah, yeah very um, soon. 
very yeah, soon. Yeah, the, the, there's some stuff that happens that, like, Joey's like, what? And I'm like, no, because where she's from and knowing who she is and yeah. knowing what makes sense and, but, you know, no one knows anything about potential, so it's great. <laughs> like, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm making decisions that make sense. One of these days, these guys will figure out why. It's not today. <laughs> I got nothing, man. Harold's got Which kind of makes the, the, the role-playing really fun, actually. Mm. Yeah. Keeps it interesting. Uh, the chat, by the way, is saying that uh, like a less than amicable relationship between a patron and a warlock is a fun space to play in, and that yeah. they hope that you guys have some arguments. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh yeah, medieval wolf. We will definitely have many arguments. I can I can see it coming. Many arguments where I get really frustrated, and Mister Red is going to be like really, like chill and annoying. And chill. Yeah. yeah, I can see it coming like a freight train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I I will say yeah. There's definitely, you know, um, I think one of the nice things we've been able to do in this campaign is actually set up some stories that have had quite a long time to pay off. Like, I, I actually don't think when we went into the Moon Arc that we foresaw it taking so long physically. Um, I, I, I mean, I, you put me on the moon for 24 hours. I was like, oh, God, this is going to take forever. And I'm just going to be sitting there being like, <laughs> for like <laughs> a day. Thanks, guys. And <laughs> I'm I, over I think, here shutting up. That can be the difficult thing sometimes is that some of our adventures do take place over multiple days. Um, you know, for instance, the latest arc is is that's been days, right? Like um, over Four the session so far. Yeah. Whereas the moon, all of the all of the moon arc, which I think has become our longest arc, yep. um, yeah. by no both question. episode number and time. Uh, it is it is the longest. Hours. It's the longest arc because it's hard to decide when the bridge arc starts. Because it's arguably like there's a couple of things that mini, yeah, mini arcs in the one arc, whereas this is like yeah. they're on the moon for yeah. this amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, can, can I just take a question from chat for a yeah, second? Let's go. Um, so D20 has asked. Also, hi Chris. Uh, what encounter caused us as the players, not the characters, to say, "Hold on a second, that's just not possible." Um, and <laughs> I have an answer to that because we actually retconned some stuff. Yeah. In session, not in what mm. was released, because things didn't make sense. Because we had had an understanding of one thing and Ben had had an understanding of it being something different. Yeah. And it wasn't so much that we were like, no, Ben, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, actually, no, hang on, no, because <laughs> that's not where we are right now. That's no, nix. That, that, that's not, it wasn't so much of a combat or an encounter in that respect, but there was like a bunch of content that just went. We've also had, uh, like, half of probably 10 minutes of, of conversation over a miss, like a misheard line of dialogue. Yeah. And we just yeah. had to go back and be like, actually, everything after that point doesn't make sense because of what that person actually Ross, said. Because Ross misheard something and Ben said or vice versa and it just, yeah. it all went wrong. Yeah. And it, it, Which is why you don't remember, <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame because they, it was an interesting discussion that followed. Yeah. But obviously, it didn't. It didn't make sense to what actually happened, and so we had to kind of scrap it. And that's the benefit of recording a mm -hmm. a a lightly edited playthrough rather than being a pure actual play where we just yeah. release the whole recording. Um, because we we do get to we do get to occasionally. 
either go back because something didn't make sense or that yeah. like you know the it was like oh actually that 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 isn't what we thought happened let's actually go back and like play it as if it did um but also just occasionally sometimes conversations that are interesting to us as players go just a little bit long and we can kind of make them a lot a bit more snappy for the podcast um without I mean, we never edit. We never edit anything out that's important from a character or plot point of view. Yeah. But just like in real life, sometimes you know you have a conversation and you find you've repeated yourself a bit, or you know it just happens. And I mean, we talked about there's a snippet that it must be coming up in that next episode, same episode of the stuff in the in the market that um, where I said we could cut it out. Not because next I'm... episode, the episode after it will be. Okay, so I said that uh, we could cut something out of the audio, and we've actually, I think, decided to keep it in because of yeah. what it shows of behind the scenes to do with player safety. Mm, but mm. we occasionally do things like that. So, like, there was a moment um, when I went off to the library to cry with Bonin, um, where I don't, don't know if it got cut out. I'm not sure, because I don't listen to our episodes back. My phone does. I don't. Um, but uh, that where it, someone said, that, I think you, Ben, said that they had to come after me. And I was like, no, they don't. If they don't want to come after me, they yeah. don't have to come no, after me. Because, yeah, that got cut. Because I was like, I understand that that's, that you think they should. And I, Kate, the player, if I were in that situation, would go after that person. But if they don't think their characters are going to go after them, then they're not. Yeah. And I have a way of managing that. Because if they didn't, I know what my character would do, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. And I, I mean, obviously, the the biggest edits we do are with combat. I, I oh man, yeah. So much combat is. I ask, what do you do? And then there's a two minute conversation of like, okay, where is everything? That sometimes gets left in because sometimes it's important for everyone to know where a thing is, or sometimes it's not as important to have uh, Kate and I discuss for twenty minutes how long a bridge is. Yeah, uh, and we just shorten that conversation to the important bits. Because realistically, we had a very long conversation about how long the bridge was because I had a very different image in my head. And then I was like, but Ben, if it's only this far across, that makes no sense because then there wouldn't need to be a bridge there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So that's another example of where it was like, oh, that's not quite. uh, It doesn't make sense, Ben. It can't be a 20 foot long bridge. That's three gates lying down. That's not a long bridge. Yeah, this is the frustration of of living in uh, metric. And then playing yeah. in feet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, seems I was so like a sixty long. meter long bridge. Sure, down with a sixty meter long bridge. Sixty foot, so like, like ten meters, like yeah. twenty meters. It's, pro- it's pro- probably not quite long enough. So I like this. This is a fun question from Paul. Um, if Meredith chose a uh, the warlock subclass where she could get a familiar, that would mean all three of us could technically. Uh, summon familiars and Paul oh, asks, really? Yeah, yeah, because um, I, as of Tasha's, uh, I can cast find familiar with one of my wild shapes. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's <laughs> not like it's my character's entire PhD yeah. that you guys are just going to troll the living crap out of. It's yeah. fine. It's good. Uh, <laughs> but Paul, Paul wants to know if uh, we would consider renaming ourselves the trio of the Fantastic Fur Masters Find Familiar Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> 5F. That's amazing. Um, F5. Yeah, that's what you said. F5. Yeah. F5 uh, <laughs> sure. Also, we can't call ourselves F5. That's a key on my keyboard. I'm not going to be able to deal with that. Also, that but, just reminds yeah. me of um, Fast and Furious now. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, just a quick shout out to Ross and Ben because uh, I will use your handle, not your real name, because I know you in real, in real life. Uh, the Bad Cat Man says, uh, I never noticed it was edited until it was mentioned. So Yeah, Ham gave editing... us a really nice, a nice um, compliment before as well. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, good ben, job. to be fair, Ben does the vast majority of it. Um, but you do all the mixing, so that's half I, the work. Yeah, well, I mean, occasionally Ben needs a break because editing is a lot of work. So we, you know, we kind of mix it up. But Ben does the majority of it. And I will say the editing takes the longest amount of time of like the post-processing. Yeah. Um, I, it's I'm easily, fif- it's, it's easily, easily 50% the entire episode length again, or yeah. Yeah. just double the episode length again going through an editor. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and I, I'm lucky that um, I've worked with audio for a long time, and having gotten used to our voices, it's gotten a little easier as well to... But sometimes uh, my audio just can't... We, we are so sorry that my audio is janky at the moment. We don't know why we are trying to work out what is going yeah. on with my mic setup. There is no logical it. explanation. And yeah. sometimes as well, like one of our audios dies in the recording and we have to go to the backup yeah. audio, which is slightly different quality. But Ross does a really good job of like matching it. As much as possible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's lucky that um, it's that kind of stuff is like a passion of mine as it is, like all of this audio stuff. So, yeah, it ends up being kind of fun, especially um, my favorites are when we get to do those little set pieces like... Um, I think recently one of my favorites was uh, we had the uh, automaton coming to chase us. And I will say this, I, I make sure that the podcast sounds good in mono, but you are missing out if you're not listening in stereo. Because, yeah. um, for instance, when the automaton was chasing us, it actually spatially chased us in the audio too. Um, and so if, nerd. Yeah, um. so if you're not listening on headphones, you probably wouldn't get that. But um, if you are, occasionally there's little treats in the, the audio stage that kind of help sell things a little bit. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but I think I've said it before. My favorites are when I actually insert audio that the characters would hear. Yeah. So for the, the mansion, you know, the haunted house mansion... The, the noise the of the rain, I actually rain. filtered it to make it sound like the characters were hearing it from inside the house, um, just to give that like sense of immersion. Uh, and that's that's the kind of fun part that I like about GMing, actually. It's sort of just doing weird stuff like that that I, I don't really get a chance to do any other time. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, talking about that, um, obviously Ben and I have both uh, GM'd on the channel. Um, would either of you two at some point like to run a game for the podcast? I mean, Kate, you've DM'd before. I've um, DM'd before. Um, I, I've DM'd before for people for fun during lockdown. Like, it's a very different environment. Um, I would, but I would not want to do it in Feramustus itself. Um, because mm. I think, for me, the world is part, part of the problem I have. Uh, in the context of doing it for the podcast is the world is so built already that I wouldn't want to accidentally say something that wasn't part of the world as it already has been created because Ben mm-hmm. as you have said before um, although some people may not have heard that um, how long have you been playing in this world for? Uh, this D&D world's been in in some form um, mm. I've been playing and running games for a decade yeah. So because of how yeah. much game has already been played in it, I would struggle as a person because that's not like Ben's world, the way it's built, is not how I, Kate, built have built the worlds that I've played in and GM'd for. 
So mm. whilst, yes, I would, um, I don't know that this I mean, is there are definitely the world. ways um, around that. Like, yeah, like Debbie, are. for example, with um, the, the Halloween amazing. episode, like pulled us into a, like a, a microcosm. Yeah, but even so, like, <clears throat> I think that idea of how much you would have to dump into my brain, it, I just don't know that it would work for me. Um, I prefer to GM a slightly more modern feeling world where this feels mm. like an older world, things like that, where you're talking about time differences and stuff. So, yes, but it would be a standalone one-shot, two-shot, um, and it would be separate to the world of Feramastus itself, yeah. if, I, if I was to do it, yeah. What about you, Joe? If I was to DM. Mm. Would you, question mark? Mm, probably not. Fun. Yeah. Um, no, I like being the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Too much fun. That's very fair. Yeah. yeah. And like the, the DMs, you know, people who have DMs will know it. It's obviously, it's a much different experience and I, I don't think that everyone would enjoy it. And I think that's fine. Like I, I think if you're a person who just has never really wanted to GM, like don't feel too guilty about it nah. because at the end nah. of the day it's just you know you play how you want to play right yeah like yeah the games that i've played a lot of the time are like that i've gm for are supposed to be massive massive but like i play with people like jackson who came and did one of our cobalt capers i like yeah. they're high chaos the world doesn't have to make sense and the prop that's where like it, it doesn't matter to me so much and in a world that's already built and i think what's been said in the chat where I would be intimidated running a game for someone in the world they built. That doesn't necessarily hold true for me, but that same feeling of like, I don't want to be sitting there and having Ben going, but that's not how it works in my world. It's not yeah. even that I'm intimidated by the idea that he's at the table. It's that I don't want to make mistakes and err in a world that someone else has built. I mean, there's, yeah. there's actually, there's an interesting thing to be said about being a player in the world that you've created that somebody else is running. Yeah. Because there were times in, uh, for example, the game that Ross ran, yeah. where I was like, I know what's behind the curtain because I put it there. Yeah. yeah. So how much can I, as a player, play with that and not try and break his, his entire session? Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. I think for us, we're... When I run games, I guess we're a little flexible. Like I, I try and take what I know about the world, and if I if I think I'm gonna do something, um, there's a character that we didn't get to air yet because uh, the dragon, the dragon, oh, like yeah. the Dragon Quest arc. Oh. Um, so I introduced <laughs> I introduced a character in that world, and I did have to ask Ben. I'm like, hey, would this guy exist? Because if I do, it it has implications. Um, so if I if I think it's going to be a fundamentally like important thing, I will check with Ben. But I, I'm a little less weary about saying something that you know. Who's to say that we're not just? Um, who's to say we're not following a inaccurate account of someone's re recollection of events? You know. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we're telling stories, and stories do change over the years. Um, and who's to say that the recollection is imperfect? And that's what we're listening to, you know. I'd be more, um, yeah. I'd be more likely to run a game that's a children's book story within the world, or something like yeah. something that's yeah. not that's that's not in the world itself. That's its own little yeah. Thing. 
But I mean, at the same time, there's a reason that, you know, that both of the games that I've run, I took us off to a house in some person who didn't matter. And uh, I took us off to a part of the wilderness that was kind of in the middle of nowhere. So who you cares? Took us if... into a different time period. Uh... Yeah, you know, like there's, there's just, yeah, exactly. I took you yeah. out of time. Like, like there's, there's ways of just kind of like doing stories yeah. that you can just be like, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, and, and it is fun. Um, but I, I think we, all, we would all like to do some other settings too um, yeah. at some point as well. And I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Can I ask Joe a question? Because I know it came up uh, on Twitter. Somewhere on social media, someone asked um, for more details about our characters individually. So, like, we haven't made our character sheets available. I am looking into ways mm. to do that in a particular way. Ross, yes. you and I are going to yes, talk yes, about I it know, after this yeah. session. We're uh-huh. not, not, not now. There's yeah. now and not now. This is a not now. Um, but I think a lot of people who've listened more recently might not know subclasses and things like mm. that that we chose right back at the beginning and whether any of that True. has changed. Mm. So, uh, but we will be posting some stuff. But my question, I guess, like to summarize all of the questions that we've had in different forms can everyone just be like this is my character in a nutshell this is the class and subclasses and things mm. that they are and have and whatever like I'm happy to go first Potentia is a conjuration wizard she's a high elf end of sentence that's your like there's there's nothing all that interesting with respect to that she's not from Thermostus she's from another city in another country across the other side of the world which is why I so often have to be like Ben what do people know about things <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> but you know, um, what about others? Because I know, oh, sorry, um, and uh, Trillis is a, a, a wild magic barbarian. She's a gnome, wild, forest gnome, wild magic barbarian. Cool. Uh, Meredith is a College of Law bard um, and uh, background in medicine. Which was pretty fun, um, and she's also a warlock. No subclass as of yet. yet. Soon. What warlock level do you get your subclass? Is it level two? I have no idea. Yes. I'll find out. Yes. It's level two. When? Yes. Cool. I need to. Look <laughs> it's like um, rogues, I think. For some if reason. If you want to have a chat about it, Joe, in terms of like not so that I can make the choice for you, but so that I can tell you about all the research that I did. Off air. We can have a chat. Yeah. Cool. Done. Yeah, uh, and Harold is a human. Oh, it's a human, obviously, but he's a druid uh, star circle. So the star circle actually came out something like a month before we started recording. Yeah, because I, I, I developed this entirely different character. Like their personality would have been different, everything. And then I saw the star circle uh, on Earth Darkana at the time, and so we were playing with sort of playtest material for the first six months, I would say, until Tasha's yeah. was released. Um, not a lot changed with the Star Circle Druid. I think because like early levels for you. Well. Yeah, like basically, um, instead of being able to cast Augury now uh, for free, I I can cast it as a normal spell. But the upside is that Guiding Bolt now I can cast. I can know and cast Guiding Bolt at spell levels. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's um he's he's just kind of a basic druid star circle. So he he follows the he follows the 
guide pretty closely. I've just reflavored some of the spells to be more starry. Like, there's a lot of like spirit animal stuff where I'm like, okay, that's cool, but what if I used exactly the same stats? <laughs> Sorry, Ben just made himself disappear. Yeah. That's basically. <laughs> I didn't know you were a second. Did yeah, you know you're a wizard there, Benjamin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were just like, wielding Ooh. the one ring. Yeah. What just um, happened? But yeah, uh, so some of some of my spells just look different, but they have exactly yeah. the same stats and rules as the, the real spells. They just look different, basically. To tie into that, someone in the chat of Twitch asked whether we were going to move across to 1D&D when it's released. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Yeah, yeah. No, Same. no plans <laughs> to do that. Um, I mean, we, we're prob- we are more likely to explore non-D&D things than yeah. to move to 1D&D. Yeah. I mean, we already kind of had, like, we did a, a, a lasers and feelings yeah. variation. And um, I, yeah. I really want to do Cortex with us at some point, which is a multi-genre, like, cool kind of book. So I want there's to do- just so many good systems. And, and to be fair, this is nothing against what one D&D is going to become. It's just that we do D&D 5e and that that's what we know right now. Um, it's possible. It'd be so that, weird to change it mid-campaign, right? Yeah, I think maybe a future campaign, maybe we yeah. do change to one yeah. D&D. Um, I've got to admit, I haven't actually looked too closely at the changes because I'm not interested not really, no. right now. Until think, until it's released and established, I, I'm really... I think the only fun bit would really be the, like, our NPCs could get a bit more interesting. Yeah. But, like, I don't think any of us, the core yeah. stuff's going to change. I already have a lot of, like, third-party yeah. D&D things yeah. Um, like I've got a whole bunch of the the Iron Kingdoms um, setting books, which are pretty cool. <laughs> this stream just turns into Ben showing his stuff off. I, <laughs> I know though we do only have Joe for ten more minutes. So if yes. anyone yes. in chat wants to ask questions, you've only got it for ten more minutes. So questions in chat for Joe or any that you've got, Ross, from people's submissions would be good because then we don't lose Joe. Well, Paul had a question about um, whether Meredith has a special passive perception score for food and snacks in particular, um, <laughs> suggesting that maybe Meredith would have a passive score of 30 when it comes to noticing snacks, snacks. and what people uh, are yes. eating. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. Ben, but she didn't we, find um, the can chocolate. we retcon that, please? She didn't find the chocolate. It can't no, be retconned. No. Yeah, I mean, that's what prompted the question, <laughs> so. <laughs> Chocolate's not a snack, it's a lifestyle. Um, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, pastry is um is Meredith's jam. <laughs> Actually, living pastry in Australia, we have some excellent chocolatiers, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Especially in all the different states. Fun Maybe fact. that's what we need to trade mm. for each other for Christmas, is just yeah. chocolate to everybody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact, Joe in real life, um, not Meredith, maybe this is why I've, I've chosen to play her this way, is a celiac and lactose intolerant. Yeah. Uh, mm. That's... Mm. She can't I am like living fun. vicariously through my character. Yeah. New spell summon pastries just for mm. from the well, chat. we had uh, we did we had the hero's feast. Uh, yeah. The wizard who cast the hero's feast pastries. Um, uh, one of my favourite uses of that spell of all time. Gotta yeah. say, um, uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Question from Medieval <laughs> oh Wolf: God. What is Joe's favourite moment across all arcs so far? I saw that one just then, and I have to ha- say, hands down, moon crabs. Moon crabs. Moon crabs. Yeah, it's pretty. Just good. like moon crabs. And. Uh, does Meredith have a cooking blog? <laughs> that is excellent content idea. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, hey, Joe, hey jo, like that's that's your your challenge for when Maybe you. Maybe I can put if, that like, on the wiki. 
if you yeah. if you're missing it, or I'll no no, I we have a blog capacity on the website. We can yeah. we could do Meredith's cooking blog, no, Harold's astrology. Ha- Harold does yeah. the star. Harold does astrology. Oh, that would be amazing. Can you imagine Harold as like an agony aunt? Hey guys, if, if you want to send me the content, you know I will put it on YouTube for people to consume. Um, oh, I'm yeah. gonna do some um, some restaurant reviews around Fair and Mustard as Meredith. I think I'll do. Uh, they all get five stars. Tenches, tenches book reviews. We're fine. Just more books. Just just more books. Means I have to read. Um, but uh, were there any other questions that had already been submitted for Joe? Um, I think we had a couple. So we have a yeah. I think we've got most of the Joe specific questions. This one's kind of for everybody though. Um, mm. So based on our latest merch, which um, by the way, Kate was basically did all of it. Um, <laughs> Are each thank of us more? Thank you for more... buying it. Yeah, <laughs> People, um, it, it, it actually it. it actually means so much for us. I know every podcast is asking you for yeah. uh, support. You know, and, and let's be fair, that means money. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Obviously, for us, we would prefer that you get something in return, um, yeah. and that's that's why we kind of like the merch, uh, and it it does mean a lot to us. We uh, are looking and... into an Australian provider so that the shipping fees go down. I'm doing oh, some research on that at the moment. I just yeah. at the moment yeah. it's threadless because it was because we've got an international audience, yeah. so we will have it on both. I just have to work out what the best platform yeah. is for us right now. So I am working yeah. on it. I'm really sorry it's taken a while, but I've just been in the theater show, so sorry. It's my Christmas job. Yeah, and uh, it's not quite as like there are there are a lot of different options in Australia and yeah. sort of yeah. But so this. basically, which one no. of us? I mean, basically, yeah. out yourself. Are you more chaotic, neutral, or lawful, nerdy? Um, Stop it. Chaotic, neutral, or lawful, yeah. nerdy? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I created chaotic nerdy because I am chaotic nerdy. I work in a like I'm a science communicator who used to blow things up for a living and work in a museum and like I am chaotic nerdy and I like Joe is doing that because we are the same in that respect. A thousand percent chaotic nerdy. Yeah, um, no question. I, okay, there are situations though where I tend to the neutral, tend neutral a little bit, um, but that's different subject matters rather than, like, like I'm more neutral nerdy when it comes to history, but definitely I, chaotic nerdy. I would say I am yeah. awful nerdy. You are yeah. lawful nerdy, Ben. Yeah. I made lawful nerdy with you in mind. So I mean like is I'm, it I'm the kind of L-A-W, sorry, or L O E. L A W is how it is written. No, but like for Ben. No, I think it's L A W. Yeah. Because okay. I'm the I'm the kind of person that in high school went through the student uniform policy and found the loopholes that would let <laughs> me do things that they hadn't expected. <laughs> I'm following the rules. To the letter they were written, not the spirit. Malicious the compliance. Le- <laughs> malicious <Yes>. compliance. <laughs> yes. Malicious I'm probably compliance. more on the chaotic side as well. I would say because I'm not a law head in terms of L O R E. Um, you know, I'm not one of these people who's going to get upset about canon. Like, I don't care at all that the new Lord of the Rings TV series like deviates from what Tolkien's written. I don't care that the new Star Trek series like overwrites some of the previous history. Like, I don't care. I like if it's good, if it's a good story. But that's why I, that's so, I thought I you were about. neutral. Nerds. Yeah, you know. my my gut is that you're neutral nerdy because I don't know that you are a chaos monkey like Joe and I. Not um. in that, not in that <laughs> same way. Like, I I definitely enjoy. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm probably. I've, I've I'm seen probably... you, Ross. I've seen you meticulously go through like Magic the Gathering things. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. not chaos. You, yeah. you, you, you yeah. neutral tending lawful bastard. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I have my moments of chaos, but probably neutral is probably more along yeah. the line. It's but it, it's yeah. I'm definitely not one of those people who like cares for the rules. I just sort of, um, yeah. Uh, I do, but I do enjoy getting deep into things. That's true. Like, yeah, magic. Yeah. I've spent hours like putting together the most obscure of deck ideas. Um, I guess the most chaotic thing actually is um, when Ben and I used to live in a house together. Um, our other housemate and I would often have discussions on how to murder him and dispose of his body in the most sort of forensically sound way. It's the most forensically sound way. It's not right, just. I know. Yeah. How it's... do we do it the best way? The coolest way. weird conversation way. to still walk like into. Putting yourself well. into the the same box that we've just put you into. Yeah, yeah. like you are digging yourself firmly into that. Like I also yeah, chat. I'm putting the link to the merch in the chat because I guess I want to break the rules and get away with it, which probably does put me more on a neutral rather than yeah. chaotic, which is kind of like whatever happens will happen. Like yeah, uh, I've always You're been a case of person. We're like, ooh, yeah. where's the explosion? Let's yeah. go find it. Um, but we do have to say goodbye to Joe. We because do. I gotta she go has do to go do other important things. You'll be fine. Yeah. And, you It'll know, if we're okay. still streaming, if when you are done, just let us know and you can come back and hang. If you okay, I will. So, like, go have go do the thing. Yes. Which you're I can't back. talk about, sorry. But, no, yes. But you're welcome back. I will go do the thing. You, <laughs> just um, message me and I will let everyone know. Nice. Bye. Bye, guys. It was so Bye. much fun hanging out with everybody in the chat. Keep chatting. Just go to d adult life things. Rude. I will. Just I know. go be an adult. Ugh. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.